1: A day podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of a Pack a Day podcast, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thank you so much for making this part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your host on this last day of July. Jimmy, can you believe it? We are already to the end of July. It's July 31st. Tomorrow is August 1st. And we're already a week into training camp. Football is back. We finally don't have to come up with like weird ideas like we do in like May and June of what are we going to talk about today since there's no news. We actually have things to talk about, Jimmy. It's very exciting. We're what, like, I think it's 12, 13 days away from the Packers' first preseason game. So that's going to be right around the corner. Um, But, Jimmy, football is back and. I mean, I presume you're just like the rest of us. You're excited that it's here. It's and and does it feel like? Because sometimes this happens to me at the very start of training camp, and even a little bit in the preseason, where like football is going on, but it doesn't feel like football season yet this year. I don't know what it is, um, but like I'm, it feels like football season again. It, and I mean, it's it's always like that that time from February to the end of July. Like with the exception of like March Madness weekend, it for me personally, it's so it's so boring and dry as far as sports. I know that's not everybody, but I mean, I, I presume you're just like the rest of us, excited the Packers are back on the field.
2: Oh yeah, I can't. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm on Twitter way too much. I'm not looking forward to my like phone usage thing tomorrow where it pops up on my phones. Like you've been on your phone eight hours a day. I know it's going to skyrocket just because I'm on Twitter checking all the checking all the updates from, from Herman. And I don't know. I, I can't wait, but just like you, like, usually it takes a little bit uh, for me to be like, okay, football is back. But this time, I don't know if it's because we didn't have drama this off season to like decompress from. And we just got to just spend this whole off season looking forward to like the season. Uh, But I don't know. I'm thrilled. I love it. I can't wait to get to green Bay for a practice and then uh, just get this thing rolling. Super yeah, Bowl.
1: well, and, you know, it might be, too, that, you know, like, to kind of go with the drama is that, like, even though it's not football related, it seems like the last two years there's been stuff to talk about with the Packers from February through the start of training camp, whereas, I mean, they traded Devontae Adams, and, I mean, outside of that, like, since he was traded, like, there's... Yeah. The biggest thing we had, which we could talk about. We're not going to. Uh, the biggest thing we had was Aaron Rodgers' tattoo that he got. Yeah. And he, he – he, if you saw – I saw yesterday on Twitter that – Apparently, he said, if you don't understand or study astronomy or astrology, whatever it was, I didn't look at the tweet too close because ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't care what his tattoo is or (laughs) says. Like, as long as he's throwing touchdowns, great, don't really care. But, like, I mean, that was, like, the biggest thing that we had to talk about was that he got this weird new tattoo and apparently – most of us aren't smart enough to know what it means because I assume no. most people don't study or know Hell what no. it is that he's talking about. So,
2: Could you imagine last off season if Z'Darrius somehow ended up on the Vikings, how many fans would have just like freaked out and just been so upset? And then you fast forward a season and everyone's like, all right, man, see ya, Like good riddance, good luck.
1: I, I got to say, if he wasn't hurt, I feel like that would have been – a bigger storyline, but he, I mean, he, he played what in week one for like 20 snaps and then played, didn't play again until the, till the playoff game. And
2: yeah. And then all the drama came out about the whole captain thing. So it was, it was probably one of the quicker turns on, on players that I think I've seen in a while, but besides mm-hmm. like, that would have been a huge storyline. Wasn't this year. Uh, I don't know. It just, I'm so happy football's back. Yeah. Here's a it- joy, Nicholas. Tears of joy. Oh.
1: I, I am 100% right there with you. I was telling people at work, football season is actually my – for so many reasons, it's my favorite time of the year. But, like, one of the biggest reasons why I love football season – and it's going to be totally different for me this year because I'm expecting a kid in, like, the next 15 days here. Um, but, like, football season is actually the cheapest time of year for me because all my wife and I do is I, I, get, a, I get a YouTube TV subscription – so mm-hmm. we can watch football and that's literally all we spend money on outside of like your essential bills. Yeah. And, Cause that's all we do is we sit around all day and on the weekends and watch football. And so I pay the $70 a month and that's it. Or, you know, whatever YouTube TV costs, I'm sure it's going to be more this year. Um, But like I end up actually saving money during football season. Cause we don't do anything, but watch football. And I always, I don't know about you, Jimmy. I feel super blessed with my wife that like on Sundays, like we'll get back from we'll get back from Mass and we always do like we we always make pancakes and breakfast and like it'll be like ten o'clock and I was like, oh well we got two hours before you know the noon game. Like, like what do you want to do? She's like, can we turn on the pre-pre-game show? And I was like, like, I love you for that, but like also I don't even care about the pre-pre-game show. Like, can we do something else till the pre-game show? So I, I lucked out with my wife just absolutely loving football, but uh, it's back. We're super excited. Um, and, Jimmy, let's talk a little bit about what's been going on at camp this week. I mean, there's a whole lot to to talk about. You got Rich Pasaccia being the new special teams coordinator. Um, apparently, he has been very fiery at practice this week, which is always great, especially with how doo-doo special teams has been at least last year. Um, That's great to see Uh, Sammy Watkins practicing uh, after starting the week on an injury list and not practicing Um, Romeo Dobbs. um, I mean, wide receiver, number one, two, three. I mean, where's he going to end up? That's going to be interesting. Um, I mean, I think if the season started today, just given what what we don't know right about right now about Christian Watson and what his injury is going to be like, um, and Sammy Watkins again, he's been practicing, but like I think like today, obviously th- that's going to change over the next month. But like, would Romeo Dobbs be the third wide receiver on this team right now behind Lazard and Cobb? Just from what we've seen,
2: I think yeah, I think from what we've seen, you have that's a very real possibility at. I think at worst, he's four right now. I think just mainly because... So Lazard, Cobb, Dobbs is right there then. Because Cobb, I think, is going to get the nod over him just because of the relationship he has with Rodgers. Even though last year, we didn't really get to see that connection that much. But that seems, I don't know, maybe at the start of the season, that's something they're going to be trying to push a little bit more. But yeah, Dobbs seems to be making his way into that number three spot and easily could be number two.
1: Yeah, well, and I mean... We don't need to tell Packer fans, but uh, I mean, he's he wears a great number in Green Bay as far as wide receivers go. The, the last receiver they had wearing number eighty-seven, we all remember Jordy Nelson. Um, I'm talking wide receiver here. I'm not. I'm not talking just the number in general. R.I.P. Um, Jay yes Yes, uh, you know Jordy Nelson, and then I'm sure somebody wore it between Jordy Nelson and Robert Brooks. I just don't remember them. Uh, but Robert Brooks, I mean. You know, his career in Green Bay was short, but man, when he was playing, Jimmy, I was watching the other day on YouTube just because I'd I'd never seen the full game, the the 1995 NFC championship game, Green Bay at Dallas. And I mean, Robert Brooks and Antonio Freeman in that game were both phenomenal players. But just going back to that number 87, he's looking great. It's a great number in Packers wide receiver history. So if he can turn out like either Brooks or Jordy Nelson, I mean, that's going to be you know, that's going to be a hell of a, of a connection between him and Rogers if they can get it figured out. And one thing, Jimmy, I do think that's going to be interesting is, you know, without Devonte Adams around now, you know, we know that Rogers has a connection and a rapport with Lazard and Cobb, but after that, like he's working on everybody's fresh, even Sammy Watkins, having been in the league, you know, Sammy Watkins has never caught passes from Aaron Rodgers until this week, you know? So, you know, Aaron Rodgers has been praising a lot of the receivers, but I think it's going to be one of those things that's going to be nice for him. That, you know, it's like, you know, yes, does he expect a lot of, you know, Watson and Dobbs and Watkins and Winfrey and, you know, whoever else he might be thrown to at practice? Sure. But at the same time, like, he's got to work with that. And I mean, it's it's been fun to see what everybody's been talking about, especially with Dobbs uh, at practice so far this week.
2: Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like we know Watson and Wat Watson and Watkins injuries. They've said are short-term ones, which won't impact the season, except like you just mentioned now, though, other players get to have those chances to get those reps with Rodgers, which is especially for Watson. I think uh, Watson will be a little bit, or sorry, Watkins, I, these damn names. <laughs> You'll Watkins get it right one of these days. Has a little bit of a, uh, an arm up or leg up, whatever the saying is, because he's a veteran and you know Rogers kind of likes him a little bit more. And Watson now is gonna obviously clearly be behind Dubs, Dobbs, we learned how to say his name, Dobbs. So it's just, um, I think that's the biggest impact of the injury. It's not gonna impact the regular season. They'll be able to play, but right now they're not getting those reps that they definitely need. Watkins coming to a new team and Watson. Coming into the NFL with a quarterback who very vocally does not really trust rookie receivers. We saw that last year with Amari Rodgers, and I'm actually really excited. I know he's been a struggle on special teams, but we didn't draft him to be a special team player. We drafted Amari Rodgers to be kind of take that Cobb role when Cobb retires. Um, and the, the special teams was kind of a, a bonus and added on feature.
1: Yeah, you know, you're right, Jimmy, that, you know, the Packers didn't draft Amari Rogers just to play special teams. Obviously he's going to look to take over that Randall Cobb role at some point, but that's, it brings up an interesting point. I mean, at this point, Devonte Adams gone. Um, So that, I mean, Lazard is kind of the de facto number one right now. We know where Cobb lands without, Adams here but there's you know that kind of three through six or seven depending on how many wide receivers they keep it's it's kind of up in the air in the sense that you know anybody can land somewhere but but especially now with Watson being taken as high as he was at pick number 34 I mean there's an expectation that you know whether it's this year or next year I mean he should be able to surpass Cobb at some point, even if he doesn't surpass Lazard. Like there's an expectation with where he was drafted that he's going to be, you know, number one, number two, at the very least, at at some point, whether it's this year or early next year. Um, And I mean, Dobbs, I mean, it's interesting because – Amari Rodgers was picked in the third round, and I know I know that you know you don't break things down based on solely where players were picked. Donald Driver was picked in the seventh round of the draft, turned out to be a great player in Green Bay. But Dobbs was drafted in what I believe it was the fourth round, Jimmy. Correct?
2: Fourth or fifth? Yep. I think fourth. Yeah. So
1: yep. so I mean, you you start talking, and it's easy to look Lazard, Cobb, Watson, Dobbs, and then you know. Watkins, five, and then Amari Rogers, six, you know, and it's going to be interesting this year because those guys are going to be rotating in and out more often because there isn't the clear guy, but it it just brings up an interesting point that he, again, is somebody this year going into camp. He's kind of almost forgotten about after you talk about Lazard taking over for Adams Mm -hmm. And then you talk about Cobb, you know, playing a bigger role because he and Rodgers have that rapport. He can almost kind of be the safety blanket that Devontae Adams was, not to that skill level, but just that idea that Aaron knows, all right, when I throw the ball, he runs this route, I know exactly where he's going to be. Right. And yep. then you've got Watson and all of the hype around him. And Dobbs has got all the hype around himself right now with just how he's been practicing. And Sammy Watkins being the the free agent that they brought in. And then you start talking about Amari Rogers again at number six, maybe. You know, I yeah. truly think he's going to be on the roster. But, yeah. I mean, it's also there was um, – Jamon Moore, he was the first of the receivers drafted with St. Brown and MVS, I believe, a couple years ago, and he only made it through one year with the Packers. And they, Now, granted, he had, uh, you know, he had a case of the drops. It seems like he couldn't have caught anything. Um, but, I mean, where does Amari Rogers fit in right now?
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all.
2: That's a, I guess a good thing for Amari Rogers is he's definitely more of that slot prototype of a player. Uh, not saying he can't be outside. Every every wide receiver in the NFL is able to play most of the positions at wide receiver, unless you're just like a specified slot. Like Cole Beasley is pretty much you're a slot player. Uh, R.I.P. to his career. Uh, but Amari Rogers, I'd love to see him as like a, a the Tyler Irvin role when he was when he was on the team. He was in that jet motion a lot. He was kind of just opening up the field, making the defenses think, uh, he's young, he's athletic. I definitely think he's going to make, I definitely think he's gonna make the roster. I think having a third round pick on him last year, uh, being younger, Sammy Watkins, injury history, already being on the pup list this year. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's easier to have him be cut before the, I think they'll all be on the team, but if one's gone, I think it has to be Watkins, uh, which opens up a spot for Amari. I think he's going to play a bigger role than we think. It really all depends on if he's able to gain Rogers trust. That's like the biggest thing with these receivers. They're all talented. You're not making it to the NFL if you're not talented. It's just making sure you're able to gain Rogers trust, develop into an NFL wide receiver. And he's coming to camp. He slimmed down. I think he went from like 218 to 202 or something like that. Um, So let's see what happens. But I definitely think people are sleeping on him, especially now because you have all the Dobbs hype. It's easy. And the, the rookies, it's easy to then just forget about people you draft last year and then complain on Twitter because he got yelled at for fair catching a punt. I wouldn't even catch the punt. I let that thing go over my head and make sure I didn't get touched at all. Like I like <laughs> we, we act like catching a punt's an easy thing in the NFL or even just being special teams like that. You have 10 players come running down the field, literally looking to rip your head off. And you're responsible for catching it and trying to make something happen. That's like has to be the most intimidating thing on the field. Uh, I don't know. I think people just chill well, a little bit. You know, and it's
1: interesting talking special teams wise and him kind of being, I guess he, Rich Pasaccia, yelled at him for fair catching at practice. Um, you know, it's one of those things that, and Jimmy, I've, I've said this for years and, I, you know, it's a little simplistic, but like at the end of the day, like, especially when it comes to kickoffs and punt returns, like when Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback, I don't need Devin Hester because Rex Grossman's not my quarterback. Like like <laughs> yeah. I, I I pay we pay Aaron Rodgers money because I need you to make sure that he has the ball. He's the one that gets to make the mistake if he's going to make one. If he if 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 he throws an interception at the end of the game and we lose because of it, that's part of that's part of why he's paid. That's why like Uh, A couple years ago, everybody remembers Ty Montgomery fumbled that ball against the Rams. He took it out of the end zone. He was Mm -hmm. told to take a knee. I don't necessarily mind him trying to make a play, but at the end of the day, it's like, dude, like we're not asking you to return a kickoff like some teams are because, you know, they don't have good quarterback play. I've always been about on punts just fair catch the ball and like make sure you're not turning it over and try yeah. not to let it bounce to where Aaron's got to start from inside his 10-yard line. Yeah. Like if you can do those two things, like great. Now, I mean there are certain times where it's like it drives me a little bit insane where sometimes there's not a guy for 20 yards and they call for a fair catch and it's like all right, dude, you could have gained like like, you know, help him out when you can, but like it's more about I care more about with Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback catch the ball. If, if you can't secure the ball, I don't care how good you are at returning it because if you're gonna if you're gonna muff it half the time, yeah, you know, and and not give Aaron the ball back, like it doesn't matter how good you are. So I don't mind that, but I'm I think some of it though too from Bassachia's point of view has got to be again we, we have always talked about like especially last year like the the special teams like. Just don't be bad, right? Like yep. that's 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 literally all we said, and to a certain extent, that's true. But I think Besacchi is—I think he's coming in with the mindset of like I wasn't hired to and paid all this money to come to Green Bay to just be average, right? Yeah. And and it, and if he can find a way where we're getting good punt returns and kick returns and making the field that much shorter for Aaron, like great. But I think some of it is always just kind of come back to the idea of like. Aaron's Aaron's the one that gets to make the mistake if someone's gonna make it it it, it, he's earned the right to do that we trust him more more than anything but um I I mean where do you think Amari Rodgers is gonna start the season as the punt returner
2: I don't I don't think so I think they're gonna figure out something else for that um I don't know he might I guess it really it's so early in camp too and that's one of the things you were mentioning he was he was brought on to right the ship so these little incidents where he's yelling at Amari doesn't mean Amari's in the doghouse or Amari sucks. It means Richie B is doing his job. Like he's, 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 he was known to be tough on his guys. He's a player's coach. The so players love him, but he holds them accountable. So like, I think we're having a misconception uh, and not, not saying you Nick, but a lot of people on Twitter say like taking this as, Oh, Amari sucks. No, he's just being coached. That's it. Different coaches have different styles. Richie B is going to yell at you, I guess it is what it is. And I think, so I guess I shouldn't say no. I think it's just way too early to tell. They're putting different people back there. Dobbs is back there today. Um, obviously, Amari Rogers, Cobb was back there. I don't know. I, I think he had, definitely has a chance uh, and in his position, too. If he's not going to get on the field a lot at receiver right now, then he's going to have to make sure he does everything he can to do that. And uh, just kind of the last thing on special teams, too. Uh, who was it? Uh, Dallin Leave it. Levitt, I don't know. They brought in. Uh, one of Rich's, I'm just going to call him Richie B because I'm not going to butcher his last name. They brought in his uh, one of his guys from the Raiders who's been like one of his top special team players. And what this is great to see, they brought him in and he's already coaching the players on the field of like getting them lined up for kickoff, getting them lined up for certain things. And I think that's going to be huge for the team as well. Like when you have players struggling, like if Amari is not saying he is or isn't, you have someone there that can kind of coach him up. If Richie B's being hard on him, you can have a player there that's kind of like, hey, that's just how he coaches. He's holding you accountable. It's no big deal. And he's he's able to kind of guide the team. And you have veterans like Aaron Jones and uh, Devondre Campbell sitting in special team meetings. I'm I'm really excited for how this is going to be turned around this year. And I know we're harping on special teams, but it was such a cluster last year that it's kind of hard not to be pumped up about a part of the team that's going to be hopefully completely different from last year.
1: Well, it's just kind of like the defense from a few years ago when, when the defense finally started playing well and we're like, well, what is this? We're used to watching 30th, 30th ranked defense in the league, never being able to hold a lead for Aaron Rodgers, you know, now same thing with special teams, you know, again, just be, be competent at your job. And, you know, with the, with, with the Rich Passaccia, you know, yelling at Amari Rodgers, you know, I personally don't know the context of it. I didn't hear about it until I talked with with you engaged today. But, you know, again, some of that could be if, you know, in that situation that I had mentioned, if he'd called for a fair catch and there wasn't a guy within 20 yards, like, well, yeah, you better be yelling at him because it's like, yeah, get the free easy yardage off of that, you know? Yeah. So without the context, maybe that was the context and maybe that's why he did yell at him, which... I would find a very valid reason to do so at that point. But, uh, you know, it's interesting just going back to the wide receiver room. It's probably going to be the biggest thing outside of some of the injuries that we're going to be keeping an eye on during camp. Obviously, uh, Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, we're going to be keeping a close eye on that with, uh, you know, their recoveries um, and everything going on with those two. But another guy, Jawan Winfrey, he's been with the team for a couple of years now. Aaron Rodgers seems to be talking – um, you know glowingly about him and I mean he at this point would make wide receiver number seven now interestingly enough Jimmy do you think Green Bay keeps seven wide receivers or I mean you know because this is where I start to think if you're gonna keep your rookies and I'm gonna throw um, Amari Rogers in there since he's you know only year one they spend a high draft pick on him I think they'll keep him you keep Cobb you keep Lazard Um, who am I missing here? Oh yeah. Sammy Watkins. Like does is Sammy Watkins maybe in that Devin Funches role where we thought that he was going to make the team. And then, I mean, cause what is there to be said for Winfrey having, you know, been with the team the last couple of years, he obviously played in the Arizona game. He, he was a little bit like, um, Amari Rogers in that game where he, he made a couple of mistakes here and there, but ultimately got some playing time. Um, you know, is, is Sammy Watkins even a lock to make the team? And where does Jawan Winfrey work into the wide receiver room right now?
2: I think those two are going to be battling for that last spot. I think because of the high pick, like you said, Amari Rogers, he's pretty much a lock at least for this year. Um, but I think it's really going to be Winfrey versus, versus Watkins. If Watkins keeps struggling to get on the field, I know he practiced today. He hasn't done like the full team stuff yet. Um, I think those two are going to battle it out and, rogers already is praised Winfrey he's done well the last couple seasons he's always a training camp darling so you really don't know uh and the thing right now is like oh yeah a lot of these players these wide receivers are making making splashes but the big thing is pads aren't on yet all this is gonna change once pads are on defenses can really get a hold of you that's gonna be the big changing factor so I think it's a little too early to tell but those two both I think have the same chance of making this team i don't think they'll keep seven receivers i think if they Like what they see in Watkins, they might try to stash Winfrey on the practice squad and use him as one of their protected players like they did last year with the couple. Um, But I don't know. I think it's going to be – that's his number one competition right now, Sammy Watkins to make the team, because I don't think any of those other guys are going to be cut.
1: Yeah, I would would tend to agree unless – I would say the only one that's really in danger of being cut would be – Amari Rodgers, but he would have to play so poorly through through camp and through the preseason. And if, if if that would be the case, and and Sammy Watkins and Jawan Winfrey Winfrey really play well, like that would be maybe the only scenario. And maybe even at that point, then they just decide to keep seven and see if they can work work out what's going on with Amari Rodgers. But I agree, I would think he would just have to play super poorly through all of training camp, all of the preseason. Um, and then the other question that is really interesting about the wide receiver room this year, Jimmy, is so there's a lot of unknown outside of Cobb and Lazard. And understandably, Aaron Rodgers doesn't really play in the preseason. So how hard is it to judge these other wide receivers and nothing against Jordan Love? But I mean, at this point you're not even comparing the same thing with Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is a four time MVP and a hall of famer. And Jordan Love is a first round draft pick who we all hope at some point turns out to be the next thing for green Bay. But I mean, the reality is Jordan Love is going to be getting most of the reps at quarterback through through at least the preseason games we're not going to see a whole lot of Aaron Rodgers in preseason games now obviously in camp that you know practices it's going to be different but is it it do, is it what do these receivers have to do as far as like proving themselves? Because they can look great with Jordan Love. And if for whatever reason, Aaron Rodgers isn't on the same page with these guys. So how does, how, how does that go about working? Cause you like the actual reps of preseason games. Cause they're closer to real life reps than practice. But at, again, at the end of the day, it, it almost seems like it's really, even though it's not Aaron Rodgers decision, we know that Aaron Rodgers doesn't pick the receiving core, but like, it's kind of like you make decisions based on what he kind of likes and wants. So how does that, how's that going to work itself out for these young guys trying to prove themselves, you know, not actually catching passes from Aaron Rodgers during preseason games?
2: Well, I don't even think that's a guaranteed lock right now that he won't play. Cause even LaFleur said everything's fluid right now with the new receivers. He even mentioned Rodgers might have to play some, might be playing some preseason games. They haven't had that conversation yet. If he does play, I think it's literally a quarter. At most, maybe I yeah I'd say a quarter like combines maybe a couple series in every in the last two games or in the second game. But I think the big thing then is you look at the attention to detail and are they making the breaks at the right time? Uh, obviously, it's different with Love being the quarterback, but are they doing the right depth on the routes? Are they setting up the cornerbacks to be able to make the right breaks? I think it, that's all the big thing right there. Like you have to kind of just look at the details of the of the route on that, like. Obviously, you're able to use love and hopefully he's making the right reads, but you kind of, I think, really just have to look at the individual routes on if they're finding the open space and being able to break off. But there's definitely that challenge of is he going to be able to mesh with this court with our number one quarterback who isn't really going to play much, if any, preseason football? Um, that's going to be a tough job. And I think they are going to have to get Rogers input on who have you had a good connection with in camp? Who do you think is going to be the guy? Cause that's the only reason Lazard got that chance was because you mentioned it, Darius Shepard screwed up in that lions game. And he even said, get 13 in here. You see what he's done in camp. They said he liked his confidence and right away, he threw a deep ball to him, went back either the next player, two plays later and threw that same deep ball for a touchdown. So if you can get his attention in training camp, he's going to put in the word for you and keep you on the team
1: yeah it'll be interesting this year because in the past you know we know the history of Green Bay not and again not that Aaron Rodgers should just be going to Gutekunst and giving him a list of six names for the receiver room and saying hey these are the guys we're keeping but I mean it seems like this year more more than others just with how many question marks you know obviously we talked about Dobbs and uh and Watson you know they're gonna be on the roster regardless of what they do. They're rookies. Uh they they spent good draft capital on them. But you know, I would say this is a this is a year where, like, if at the end of camp, you know, it's like, all right, you know, we've got five guys, we need one more. You know, Aaron, do you like do you like Watkins more or do you like Winfrey more or whoever, you know, whoever the two names might be? Like, this seems like it would be the year where it's like, look, you know. What do you like more in this situation? We got two names for you. You know, one's yep. got to make, one's going to make the roster. Who are you more comfortable with? I truly think that's how Green Bay should approach it. I don't know if they will, but um, yeah, again, the wide receiver room, it's it uh, like special teams. It's going to be something we're going to be keeping a close eye on, but I got to say everything that I've heard this week, Jimmy, from the wide receiver room, just with Dobbs and the way he's been practicing. Um, I don't, I, again, you're still – you don't have a, a full replacement for Devontae Adams, but I will say that if Watkins – or not Watkins, if Watson – Yeah, you get, did it no, too. I did. Yeah, it to you me. can't yeah. say anything I, to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if Watson can – if he can, you know, figure out the injury thing and, you know, start getting some work in, and if Dobbs can keep playing, you know, the way he's been doing it. Now, you you made a very good point. No pads this week, so, you know, next week when they – When they start putting on the pads, you know, we're going to learn a lot more. But I feel I feel better now with just the news that's been coming out, um, especially with the way Dobbs has been playing. And like I said, if if um, Christian Watson can figure it out, you know, and we can start hearing his name a little bit more. Yeah, it's going to be fine. So um, just real quick, Jimmy, kind of your overall takeaway from the first week of camp is what?
2: Well, actually I, I was, this is a perfect segue. Cause I was going to ask you a question on this too. I find myself, I tweeted about this, but I find myself, the more I see Yash or Yosh playing at left tackle during practice, the more nervous I get that Bakhtiari is going to be a little bit longer than we think, because I would think if they are confident, he's going to return. Yash would be playing a lot at right tackle. Cause that would be a spot during the regular season. We'd see a lot more time at the left tackle, um, being able to kind of just get solidified there. Cause he's going to be, I know you want to get on both sides because he'll probably be the swing tackle, but is there any, do you get nervous at all seeing Yash play left tackle? Or do you think it's just, it's so early. It doesn't matter. They're just throwing stuff out there.
1: It, it feels like it's a little bit of both. Cause it feels like it's, it's too early right now, but it also feels like green Bay is like trying to get ahead of it. Like, if this doesn't go the way we want it to over the next month, like this is the backup plan. Um, and so, you know, I don't know. I personally, I am not overly optimistic about Bakhtiari. Like, I I mean, I, I think he's going to play this year, but like, I think it's going to be a lot like last year as far as like, It's going to be week in week out. We're, you know, they're not going to we're going to wake up one Monday or Tuesday, like we did this past year. And there's going to be a report from Rappaport or Schefter. Um, Only one of them will have it correct, but we'll wake up on a Tuesday and like, it'll be like, yep, he's, he's, he's planning on playing this week. We're, we're never going to get a solid answer from them. And I fear that it's, I don't. I. I don't know. I. I don't like that there are now two separate injuries on that same knee. Yep. One was an ACL, and then you have a completely different, unrelated—well, related but like not the same type of injury to his knee.
2: And it's and a mysterious one. It's yeah, just, it's a mysterious it's one. Something and they learned.
1: Yeah, and and it apparently was just as bad as an ACL injury. Like I mean, you don't like hearing that kind of comparison on the knee. I mean, so he basically now has two separate knee injuries. that are apparently very serious. Um, I know everybody wants to be optimistic about it, but I I just, I'm at the point now until I see it, I I, I can't. It's kind of like how I view Green Bay in the playoffs now. They win 13 games this year. I won't care. I'm going to say, great, until you go win a game, I'm still going to pick you to lose. Just because (laughs) you've shown me what you are right now. And that's the same thing with Bakhtiari. You can tell me all you want, but until I actually see him out there, You know, and I mean, and we saw him out there for, you know, for a full half against the Lions and he looked fine. I mean, there was nothing in that game that he played that made me think, oh, he's like hurting. Yeah. You know, and so I I just I'm not overly optimistic right now.
2: Yeah. And it's just crazy. They went that whole year without knowing there is that because it sounded like they didn't really find out about that second injury until this this off season, Right. Or was it right after that line game? They found out there was another little injury with it, but you go yeah, it was unclear time,
1: if it was unclear too, from what I saw, if it was like related to him playing during that game, or if it was yeah. like something that they just totally missed with the ACL tear.
2: I don't know, but hopefully he's back. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Even for just his mental health of, he even said this is a nightmare for him. So I feel for him. I hope he's back. I want him. I have every Packer fan wants him back. Absolutely. I, like you said, I it's just you're hoping for the best, expecting the worst, just so we don't lose our minds, I think, at this point. Um, yeah. but I, I think he'll play this season. I wouldn't be surprised if like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if it's not week one. They bring him back. They start him on IR, bring him back at or uh bring him back at like week six or something. Or the not IR because then he'd be done for the year, but the the pop, the puff list, yeah, at the beginning of the year, and then he comes back week six, maybe right around the time we'll start getting Elton Jenkins back. Uh, but who knows? I'm not a I GM, would, thank God, because we'd be <laughs> the Lions at this point. I would
1: put money that he starts the season on the pop list. I would put money on that. I just the way that the way that Green Bay is with their injuries, yeah, I I I, I would be very surprised if he didn't.
2: And doesn't that I mean be better I want though? Him there? what that, that wouldn't that be better honestly at this point if this is such a rough injury give him as much time as you can it's and you said we're not it's not like we're going to be like oh i really hope to make we make the playoffs we're all, we're one of the top teams in the nfc so if you can give him six weeks start getting some of your key offense linemen back around the same time let them mess together for the rest of the year that's not the worst thing in the world i know fans will poop their pants about it and freak out and say his career's over horrible contract but it's just a long game. You want them there towards the end of the year, give them some time to recover.
1: Absolutely. And the other thing is too, I mean, it, you know, every team has positions that they draft super well, like that. It, it just doesn't seem to matter who they draft. It, it's always good. And for green Bay, it, they seem to draft the offensive line really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just, you have Elton Jenkins, Bakhtiari was a fourth round pick I mean, you know, th- how many centers have they had that they just, what, because they have Josh Myers now, they had uh, JC Treader, um, Corey Lindsley. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when was the last time you looked at Green Bay's offensive line and said, as a whole unit, that they were bad? It's been like, a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Now, they may have had, a, you know, a piece here and there where you're like, ah, you know, maybe the right guard is a little, you know, not great. But I mean, it, it seems to be a position. It's it's the one thing that gives me a little bit of I don't want to say hope, but just it makes me feel a little less worried about the whole situation is the fact that, you know, they seem to know how to get that position. And I'm sure some of it is, too. When you have Aaron Rodgers, he can kind of cover some of that because he knows, all right, maybe maybe the, the line's weak this this week. So I really only have two seconds to get the ball out. And he yep. just knows that he's got to figure that out and make it work. I'm sure there's some of that. But, you know, they, it, it's a position they seem to really know what they're doing, yeah. you know, with with that group. So as far as people filling in, I'm not, you know, you'd like to have Bakhtiari there, but they're going to figure it out one way or the other.
2: Yeah, exactly. They And like you said, they dra- they draft the offensive line really well and there's teams like the Steelers wide receivers, that's their thing. They're going to get a receiver, the Packers offensive lineman. They're going to get one whether it's, and it's mainly because they draft so many of them. Someone has to stick, but they're even giving undrafted ones at times. And they, uh, they also like to pick players that can play multiple positions. So they're coming into the NFL right away with multiple spots to be able to win, to be able to play. So it's not like they're bringing them in. Hey, you're the right guard. You can only be right guard. That's what we're drafting you to be. They're bringing them in to be swing tackles. Elton Jenkins literally plays all five positions. Like they're setting those players up for success and the system of the, the zone blocking is just friendlier for the offensive line. So there's a reason the Packers are always in contention. They're smart as hell. So I, I don't think they'll figure it out and that, and they're smart as hell, <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I, they're, they'll be, they'll be fine. All right, well Jimmy,
1: last question and this is this is probably a week or so too early, but I'm going to ask it cuz football's back. I'm excited. I want to talk about it real quick. So, this will be the last question. We'll wrap things up for today. Um, you know, we're still about uh, you know, it, it's terrible of me that I don't know exactly when Green Bay's first preseason game is. I think it's like the 12th or something. So, we got about a week and a half still until their first game, but um with with everything that's gone that, that's changed this year, there's always something Every year, as far as preseason games go, that you're like, I'm really excited to to see, you know, whatever it is, whether it's a, a new player. I know last year for me, I was very excited to watch Jordan Love in the offense uh, just because, you know, we didn't really did the his rookie year with COVID and everything. They didn't have a preseason. So you really didn't get to have a look at him. So, you know, still being early, you know, that first preseason game when when. Football kicks off again for the Packers in a couple of weeks here. What are you most looking forward to
2: in that preseason game? I think the biggest thing, uh, besides how the offensive line meshes, which we've just been talking about, I think it's, Hi. it's it, oh, there's Hadley. Are the Packers going to win the Super Bowl this year? Yeah. Yeah, so you know. Um, your your I th- daughter's very smart. Yeah, she gets it from me. Um, I think the I'll, biggest I'll thing about that <laughs> <laughs> definitely I not that
1: comes from Dez.
2: <laughs> I know I try to just talk quick right away, so you just let that slide. Uh, I think the biggest thing is going to for me is the secondary depth. I think that's what yeah. I want to watch. Wow. You you agree? That's what I want to watch the most. What the secondary depth does? Uh, Jamar Jamar Jean Charles uh, Ento. I know he has a little high of that Andy Herman. Um, so I want to see what that does. And I think that's what I'm be looking for the most this offseason or this uh, preseason.
1: All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm still in the same boat as I was last year. I still really am interested to see Jordan love play. I mean, you know, there there's the possibility that he never suits up as the starting quarterback for the Packers, depending on what Aaron Rodgers does, but you know, it's, and I think for me, Jimmy, the reason why I'm so excited to see him play is there's, there's the reality that sometimes it seems like Packer fans don't want to face that. Aaron Rodgers can't play forever. Like even if he does the Tom Brady thing and plays till he's 45, 46, like th- there's just going to be a time where he's no longer the quarterback. And you know that with the way Aaron Rodgers talked about retirement, I mean, that could be after this year, you know, we don't know right now, but um, it, and it's also you spent, you spent high draft capital on him and he, and it's the most important position in football. So e- even if he isn't the answer, like, I mean, you're going to have to at some point replace Aaron Rodgers. It's the most important position. Um, you know, so I'm excited to watch him and I'm, I, I gotta be honest, Jimmy. I'm now also after this first week, Romeo dubs. I, I know everybody's excited to see him in, in, in game form now with, you know, everything's come out about him, but I think he's kind of the, the the de facto second pick for me. So um, well Jimmy we've run way over on time this week I mean this was supposed to be a quick like 20 minute episode and here we are 40 minutes in so um real quick Jimmy wrapping things up if people want to follow you get in touch with your work how can they do that
2: uh you can follow me at jimmy and underscore c0 Jimmy <laughs> underscore c zero eight. all my stuff's there how they can you give them a go pack go to end it
0: I'm back to I'm say go,
2: Pat, go go pack go
0: go pack so.
2: Perfect. Uh but yeah, that's about it.
0: Jimmy right. underscore C08.
2: And it's so, gonna be Gi- packer stuff and my kids. That's all you So you're Jimmy, so
1: how long before she takes over for you on this show and on Lombardi's bar?
2: Probably <laughs> real soon. She's already smarter than <laughs> I am, so <laughs> you're gonna take over for daddy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. She'll be she'll all be right. doing it soon.
1: All right, awesome. <laughs> uh and you can follow me on Twitter at producer Nick LB. Uh now that the season started up, um, I got a few things that I'm still planning on uh, trying to get out during the season. Although uh, Jimmy, I got, I got my first kid on the way here, you know, the next 15 ish days um, until I'm a parent. So we'll see, we'll see how that all goes. Although I I keep telling my wife, he's coming at a perfect time. Like he's going to be here right for football season. So he is going to know football from like day one of his life.
2: Just don't do what I did, and we had Hadley on a Tuesday, and I had people over for a Packer party on that Sunday, thinking like, "Oh, people can come see the kid." How and did then, how did Des not murder you for that? She was out of it still. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> she was definitely mad later on. She was like, "You know, that was really stupid, right?" I was like, looking back on it, yeah, it was a terrible idea at the time. I wasn't thinking. Uh Yeah, no,
1: no. He'll he'll be coming home from the hospital and it'll be grandparents and that'll be about it. It'll, it'll be over at the house for a while. So oh, yeah.
2: we but, should, uh, uh, well, I'll give Andy Herman a heart attack and have a Todd on when you, when you can't make it for, uh, for your little <laughs> paternity leave. I I'm sure, I'm
1: sure that would be, well, I mean, if you, You'd have to censor it a little bit. But if you guys do it like a censored version of Lombardi's bar, it'd be perfect.
2: We've done it once. And I, I knew putting him on there, I was like, I think this is one of the things we just have to do. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, <laughs> it was fun. Pack a day. I'll see you later. <laughs> you know,
1: maybe you can get the more respectable Dan. Maybe you can get him to to take my spot.
2: <laughs> no, because then I know it won't be censored because I just be trying to poke his buttons to get him going. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well will you engage you'll have to figure something out. I'm sure you guys are smart enough to be able to 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 do a show or two in my absence, but uh <laughs> yeah, so exciting times. Um training camp underway, guys. Football is back. There's a lot to be excited about um and I mean, yeah, we're going to keep you up to date on everything going on at training camp all throughout August as As of tomorrow, August 1st, so if you don't have your back-to-school supplies yet, go do that Uh, while listening to Pack-A-Day podcast, you know, on your way to and from Target and Walmart and wherever people get school supplies from. Uh, So keep it tuned right here. We'll keep you up to date on everything going on up till the start of the season. And then, yeah, I mean, it's what? We're about five months away. Jimmy from the Packers playing in the Super Bowl?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You yeah, just absolutely. A Lombardi bar face ta- or Lombardi trophy face tattoo. That's the plan. There no, you go. I'm just kidding. No, I, that's a, <laughs> that's a divorce. I'll have to get that and then bring home divorce papers. Cause I know that's what's next.
1: Oh uh, yeah. But you can send those papers to Todd and he'll be, he'll just, it'll be a smooth transition
2: i like, I know what to do. I've had eight
1: of these so far. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> so, all right. Well, Jimmy, thank you so much for joining this week. Uh, it's great to have you on the show as a regular. Uh, Gage should be back with us next week. He was having some internet issues this week. So he'll, he, he'll be back. He's still part of the team. We miss him. Um, hope he gets that internet figured out because I love having conversations with him as well. So, uh, Jimmy, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Keep it tuned right here. Training camp all month of August. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, Go Pack Go!